It's Christmas Eve in 1945. George Sauter and his wife Jenny are at their cozy home in Fayetteville, West Virginia, celebrating the holiday with nine of their ten kids. Their oldest daughter makes the night even more special, bringing extra gifts for her younger sisters. Good night, kids. The couple heads to bed around 10, but they decide to let the kids stay up late to enjoy their new toys. Little do they know that right then, at that very moment, it's the last time their whole family is together. At half past midnight, the phone rings. Jenny wakes up and rushes downstairs to answer it. It's an unfamiliar female voice on the other end, and creepy laughter emerges in the background. Jenny says that the person has the wrong number and quickly hangs up. On her way back to bed, she closes the curtains, locks the door, and turns out the lights. She glances at her oldest daughter, who is peacefully sleeping on the living room couch. So Jenny thinks to herself that the kids must be upstairs in bed. Well, she probably should have double-checked that. It's 1.30 in the morning, and Jenny wakes up once more. This time, a thick smoke is creeping into her room. Jenny and her husband rush out of the room only to find flames everywhere. Despite being completely shocked by the tragic scene, the couple and four of their kids manage to escape. But the other five kids are still inside the house. I mean, they must be, right? The thing is, investigators did a brief search of the grounds on Christmas Day, but they didn't find any trace of the kids. And that's strange. You see, the family's home was reduced to ashes in 45 minutes. And a body usually takes two to three hours to fully disappear in a fire. Could someone have taken the kids? Well, that's one theory. On the night of the fire, one witness indeed reported seeing a black sedan full of people speeding away from the family's house. And the chilling part is that some people reported seeing the kids in a car, at a restaurant, and even in a hotel on the following days. But none of these reports were confirmed and not even a billboard with the missing kid's photo could give them any clues as to their true whereabouts. A disappearance case as mysterious as this one occurred in 1996 in Wilson County, Texas. Patty Vaughn was described as the kindest person in the world and an amazing mom to her three kids. On Christmas morning, she called her sister, all teary, saying that she had had a big fight with her husband. But that was not surprising because they were going through a tough divorce after 13 years of marriage. Later that day, Patty met with her husband at their house so he could celebrate the holiday for a couple of hours with their kids. But Patty had a different plan for the evening. She wanted to drop their kids at her cousin's house and enjoy the last hours of the holiday with her new boyfriend. Unfortunately, she never got to meet him that night. The day after the traditional gift exchange, Patty's boss found her blue Dodge Caravan on the side of a road leading to her home and workplace. But she wasn't inside, and she was never seen again. Have you ever heard of Britain's Roswell? Yep, that went down during the holidays, actually on the day after Christmas in 1980. On that day, two officers reported seeing a strange light in Rendlesham Forest, located in Suffolk, England. According to the witnesses, this strange flying object was fast. I'm talking about traveling 60 miles in just two seconds. 
A commercial plane, for example, would fly around 0.28 miles in that same time. So the officers thought that whatever was there, it was clearly under the control of the intelligence. Well, this story is quite well known, but there's another UFO mystery in England that's even more eerie. And it also happened during Christmas. Imagine being woken up at 1.25 on Christmas Day by a loud noise coming from the roof. That can't be Santa Claus, of course, but you start to question yourself. What started as the noise of branches hitting the roof becomes louder and louder until it sounds like giant hailstones, making you crazy. You stick your head out of the window and see nothing. Absolutely nothing. The sound then turns into a hum, then into a faint whisper. What looks like a horror movie plot happened to Mildred Head in 1964 in Warminster, a small town in Wiltshire, England. But she was not the only one. Later that morning, another woman was walking down the street when she was suddenly thrown to the ground by the force of savage sound waves. Around the same time, a couple was surprised by a similar noise. They described that frightening sound as if 5,000 tiles from their roof were ripped off and then put back on again. In total, more than 30 people reported hearing mysterious noises that Christmas morning. That was just the start of what we now call the Warminster Thing, a decades-long enigma of UFO sightings, scary sounds, and cars mysteriously breaking down after these strange occurrences. Over 50 years have passed, yet no theory can fully explain what happened in the UFO capital of the UK. Santa Claus coming down the chimney, eight tiny reindeer, stockings filled with gifts. This perfect holiday recipe is described in the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. But there's a mystery hidden in that iconic poem. You see, the verses were first published in a newspaper called The Troy Sentinel on the 23rd of December, 1823. But there was a problem. The poem didn't have an author. This mystery persisted for 21 long years until a language professor from New York City named Clement Clark Moore claimed authorship. Mystery solved? Well, not exactly. A letter from 1879 raises an intriguing possibility. The author of the poem might not be who we think. In this letter, the daughter of a New York poet and farmer named Henry Livingston Jr. says that Twas the Night Before Christmas is actually her father's work. She was too young to have heard the poem when it was originally recited, but the family says that her father read the poem to his kids 16 years before it was first published in the newspaper. But don't get too excited, because this whole story will probably remain a Christmas mystery. The truth is that the alleged author passed away just five years after the poem's publication, never once claiming to be the real author. The holiday season is usually a peaceful time of the year, but 1997 was an exception to this rule. It's December 22nd and Beth Ann Ricketts decides to do some Christmas shopping in the morning. She grabs her black purse and leaves her home in Des Moines, Iowa. She buys gifts for her kids and even decides to treat herself, choosing a special dress for New Year's Eve. Unfortunately, she never got the chance to wrap those presents. Beth Ann never returned home, and a series of strange events unfolded after her disappearance. Later that same day, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, 
a fire broke out in her house. In her bedroom, to be more precise. And the firefighters couldn't determine its cause. On Christmas Eve, TV networks in Des Moines were discussing Beth Ann's disappearance. Shortly after her story aired, her boyfriend called the police and informed them that she wasn't missing after all. According to him, Beth Ann called him, saying that she was okay and didn't want to be found. Unfortunately, she hasn't spoken with friends or relatives since that holiday, not even her two daughters and her son. And that's weird to say the least. So, her family is still searching for the answers to this mystery. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.